It was a soul connection. Yes. And that's kind of what I always like to teach the young kids too, is why sexual, like, why not? Why have sex? Why wait till you get married, right? Yes. Because that's how souls are intertwined. It's not the saying I do that intertwines your soul. It is sex. Welcome to The Champion Life with Kurt Tucker. My purpose is to love, encourage, and empower you to become the champion leader God created you to be and live what I like to call the champion life. A life of abundance, freedom, and victory where you, my friend, are winning in every area of your life, your faith, your family, your fitness, and your finances. I'm your host, Kurt Tucker. Let's have some fun. Alrighty, everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Champion Life Podcast. I'm your host, Kurt Tucker, and you're right, I have a guest today with me, my beautiful wife, Rachel. We are in our new studio, and um, I want to have a conversation with you guys today about what? Let's talk about sex. Let's go. So anyhow, so, you know, if you remember in one of our first episodes that Rachel and I did together... One of the things that we talked about was, you know, the three P's and we didn't get to the third P. Uh, So the first one was prayer. How do you take your marriage to the next level, friends? And so this is going to be an episode really based upon marriage. And some of the things that we found that has really helped us over 18 years now, almost of marriage. Can you believe that? Uh, you know, go next level. And there's been some trials for those of you guys who know our story. And we'll plug some of our story into this episode. But we talked about prayer. We talked about priority. And then one of the big ones is purity. And purity when it comes to your sex life. And there's some things that we did that we would tell you not to do. But today we want to talk about sex. And we want to talk about boundaries as well. And some lessons that we've learned over the last couple of weeks. So, you know, real quick, honey, welcome to the show. So awesome to have you. You know, my goal is to have Rachel be a part of this uh, every three or four episodes, because, you know, we talk a lot about life, marriage, business, the five F's, as I like to call it, faith, family, fitness, finances, and fun. And so real quick, uh, how you doing? Well, first, I want to say I'm super stoked that you're in this spot because this has been like a vision. And he said something about, oh, we'll do it next time. I'm like, no, today is the best day. No better day than today than to set this up. So I am super stoked to be here. This is a monumental day. Come on. When your vision becomes your view, right? That's right. So I'm I'm, I'm amazing. I feel great. Awesome. I think it has a lot to do with what we're about to talk about. So we'll set the tone right now. We want to talk to you guys about three ways today that you can begin into your relationship, into your marriage to be able to create more intimacy, right? And ultimately more sex. And so one of the things that I want to talk Not about. Not necessarily the same thing. That's right. So, well, let's talk about the three levels okay. of intimacy. Go ahead, yeah. babe. So there has to be um, an emotional, like a spiritual connection first, right? And then there becomes the emotional connection. And I think for me, just seeing it play out in our lives and how and, and who we've become, because um, when we met, our foundation was very shaky and it was on a very small, uh, it was the physical, physical attraction. Yeah. And it's like a lot a, of lust, a lot of lust. And it, you can't build on that. And so now when we have Jesus as our foundation now, like we actually just went through 
a little bit of a storm, but it was to it was to break some things off of us and, and to kind of force us to level up. And I think that's what really happened in and how the the other thing we're going to talk about kind of came into play. But yeah, so so basically, when we talk about the three levels of intimacy, yeah, so the emotional part, like for me personally, thank you for bringing that back. Yeah. Um, that was it for me. Like I need I need although I never realized I needed it. But growing myself and realizing some things about myself that I do need that emotional. I need to open myself up Mm -hmm. to that, to to be vulnerable to that so that I can be, you know, intimacy is into me, you see, and letting each other in at that level. Because I just want to say this, like, so my son, Carson, has his first girlfriend and he's 18 years old and he's very committed to purity and he's just a pure kid. And to watch those two interact, we took him to dinner and you went to the bathroom and it's just me and these two kids and I was not even there. Mm. They were just lost in each other, like spiritually and emotionally, and it has nothing to do with the physical thing. Like that is the goal, I think, in order to reach that third level of the actual act of. Yeah. Sex. So, so if you're thinking about it from this perspective, men, or in your marriage, and maybe you're struggling right now in this department, and one of the things that I like to talk about when I work with entrepreneurs, or we talk about, you know, how do we have more success? You know, well, first of all, we have to define success, but in any relationship, for a lot of my my brothers out there, you know, we we constantly think about sex. Like, you know, there's a book called Think and Grow Rich that I read early in my entrepreneur career when I was like 19. So 20, however many years ago, 22 years ago, the the chapter was actually called The Power of Sex Transmutation. And basically the basis of the chapter was that when we can begin to start understanding the power of sex, how it dominates our mind, and we can begin to transfer that energy into other things, you know, i.e. business, uh, we can really create success. But the reality is, is it's still there. It's dominant. You know, one of the things that Rachel will say about me is, is what? I'm easy. What do I need? Uh, sex and food. Sex and food. It's like shark. It's like a shark, right? And so let's be real that, you know, if you're struggling in your marriage, okay, as we, you know, coach couples and we talk about these things, this is one of the things that that has to be talked about that nobody talks about that a pastor really can't preach from the pulpit, you know, or at least maybe I I believe we should talk about this more. Um, I've even heard my pastor talk about when he does premarital counseling, you know, he'll say, okay, you know, hopefully that you haven't had sex yet and you're saving that for marriage. But ideally when you get married, how often do you plan on having sex? And that's an important question to ask because you might have two different people coming where in one family, they never even have talked about sex, right? You know, like they don't even know that their parents have sex or maybe their parents aren't having sex. And then you have one person that comes from a family where it was talked about, right? Like our kids know that we have sex, (laughs) you know, like they know when the door is closed, okay? That means, you know, because that's healthy because God created sex for marriage, and it is an important part of having a thriving marriage. And so one of the things that, you know, I am going to position in this 
uh, podcast, and we're going to talk a little bit deeper about how to make this work, though, is is how do you have more sex in your marriage? And in almost calling a sex challenge, because one of the things that I said to you a couple of weeks ago is we were going through and, and setting some new boundaries, you know, if you will, um, is that, hey, I would like to have more sex. It's not the first and most important thing to me as much as words of affirmation are, but we know that it does create attraction. And I think that anything that is connection, connection as well, anything that's worth doing, that's good for you, you should do it more often. And so what did I propose? That's, that's part of the scroll one. He goes, when it becomes a pleasure to do something, it becomes a pleasure to do it often. Yes. Look at that. And so if you Repetition. think, if you think about anything that's worth doing is worth doing consistently, yeah. right? You know, anything that's going to give you a great result, anything that's going to add value to your life, to I your marriage, to your business. I just want to say this though, before we move on to that, because I just, I just always like to plug knowledge into places because then people don't know what they don't know. So you're talking about that sex transmutation thing, right? And, and what happens. And, and so then you have, and you have to be careful friends that all these counterfeit things will come. So you'll go, you'll find videos on YouTube of how to masturbate and sex transmutation to achieve your dreams. Like, don't do that. Yes. (laughs) Don't do that. So I just needed to say that. Keep the purity of your marriage, you know, and and if you want more to go deeper, grab my book, the champion life playbook, where I, I go very deep into our story on how we didn't get the purity thing right. You know, we came from a very lustful background, right? You know, uh, we talk about the fatherlessness. We talk about, you know, for those of you guys who know our story in in a 30 second nutshell, you know, we both were two broken people, um, broke, busted and disgusted, as we like to say, coming from two fatherlessness backgrounds, no leadership. Hungry for love, filling it with temporary things. Yes, and so that led to us in our early years, me being a sex addict, um, you know, infidelity, bankruptcy, abuse, adultery, the whole nine yards, really all those things positioned us very well today to do what we love to do, which is mentor couples, marriages, businesses, things yeah. of that nature, all those things that we had to go through, or I should say grow through yeah. <laughs> to help us get where we're at today. And so I want to just kind of ask I want to talk about the last 13 days so so the last 13 (laughs) days you know we talked about implementing some boundaries and so I want to encourage you you know to read boundaries in marriage as a couple cloud and Dr. Johnson and I'll be real with you men especially you know I didn't want to read the book I think there was some things in our marriage where we have a lot going on in this season right now with the launch of my book podcasts, multiple businesses, you're very involved in your ministry, Women at the Well, and it can be so easy to begin to start children, (laughs) you know, to start going in a different direction and not realizing. And we had a friend who said, hey, listen, at the end of the day, your marriage comes first before the three businesses, before the ministry, before the kids. And so I just want to hunker there for a foundation a moment of if you're not putting your marriage first, friends, and you're listening to this podcast right now, can I encourage you to start there? Okay. Other than your relationship with God and having that time together, ask yourself the question, and you have to be truthful and honest. Am I putting my marriage first? 
do I know how I love my spouse or how she feels loved or how he feels loved or whatever? Because the reality is, is if that's not there, then there's pretty good guess that sex isn't there, right? You know what I mean? Because the other forms of intimacy, spiritual and emotional, are going to need to come before the physical intimacy. So the last 13 days, we decided that we were going to read this book together called Boundaries in Marriage, right? Well, we decided that we were going to take care of the holes in our wall and fix it and level up. And so that spurred on just, I think, uh, for grace to flow, I think, and just for things to um, really open up inside of me. And so, like, for me, I'm the one, like, I'm the... (laughs) <laughs> it was like you came home from Montana like on a Thursday and like we had sex in three times within 24 hours and so, and then it's about every 12 hours we're not gonna <laughs> go I too remember, deep here honey but I remember <laughs> like I think it was two days ago I remember looking at you after we were done I'm like this has to be so good for <laughs> right. because and it's like you know and it's not what's crazy is is it's, you know, we always say it doesn't have to be a longie, but they've all been pretty long. Okay. I'm pretty sure there's been some calories burnt <laughs> so, there. And there's times where Kurt just is like. Okay. <laughs> moving on, moving on. Okay. But it's been, it's so like, that's the thing. It's like, I it's, remember. It's healthy. It's invigorating. Point, it's, though, like in the last couple of days, just looking at you in the eyes and just be so soul connected. Mm. with you like just it was a moment that like it was a soul connection yes and that's kind of what i always like to teach the young kids too is why sexual like why not why have sex why wait till you get married right yes because that's how souls are intertwined it's not the saying i do that intertwines your soul it is sex and so like so for us you know i felt that that connection and then also i i had lunch with a friend yesterday ramen and she was like, I don't know what's going on. She goes, but you just seem so like, I'm like, well. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about that. So, Speaking of. And, oh, you, and you know, what's 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 crazy is that, you know, I wanted to talk about this with, with our audience because life, marriage, and business is the three pillars of this podcast. And this is something, once again, when it comes to a marriage that people don't talk about. And, you know, we know the struggles that it's created in and our marriage in the past and so many people and that we talk about attached to sex it's mm. it's not shame it's in the confines of marriage and i think this is why carson, carson like he's probably gonna be married next year <laughs> but it's like you know in the confines of the marriage it's a beautiful um whatever you know exploration and so now i'm like coming back it's almost like a I don't think I've ever experienced what I'm experiencing now because of all the years of just dysfunction and healing and then how I grew up to where now it's like a, um, you it's know, pure. I think your body is a wonderland just like came to my mind to where it's like, I'm mm. not in the place of let's just get this done sure. and we can go to sleep, but like, let's have some fun. Like a, let's yeah. get some oxytocin flow in and everything and live really long lives so so for the wives out there you know like yeah. you know what would you say would be maybe one or two things to the women who are listening to this that are married and it's like i'm just i'm not there i'm not i'm not feeling it mm-hmm. um you know that would maybe be one or two things that 
from a mindset shift because I believe that everything starts in our mindset, everything starts in our thoughts. Mm -hmm. You may not like your husband right now, right? You know, we're, we're called to love, but not always like, but I love what the scripture says, do not withhold. Like, especially in a marriage, we know that the lack of sex creates a lot of issues. So what would you say to a wife who's maybe struggling right now in this department um, that could be one or two things pretty quickly that could maybe begin to get her or into, you know, I'm going to talk to you men here in a second, yeah. but for you, for the wife. Well, first of all, you have to like, is it situational? You just like, you guys are just not getting along and that's the last thing you want to do is um, your hormones messed up. Like, so I got my hormones fixed. I got bioidentical therapy, which is amazing. I highly recommend you at least getting them checked. And then the third thing is this, is here's what I know in being a coach and mentoring couples for years is, ladies, he cannot read your mind. So whatever you got stewing up in your head, like just tell your husband. Like, mm -hmm. so for us, like communication is such a huge thing. Like stop, like assuming, you know, I know this, my husband is that person, like he will da 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 and then stuff will come out of his mouth. I'm like, well, can you start over with the beginning of the sentence that started in your head? Like, and not to be rude, but just like, you don't realize, like, sometimes the stuff up here is not coming out and your husband cannot read your mind. So when you can just like, so what we did here recently is, mm. you know, we just had it out. Like we just laid everything on the table. Um, I'm not happy with the way this is going and we need to fix it. Just tell him because I promise you that he probably lives in his own little world of my life is great. Yeah, because he doesn't know. And for and for the men, and this goes both ways, yeah, is there's got to be a place of what we would call safe talk, right? Yeah. You know, where you know your spouse should be the safest person that you can share anything with, right? That men, your wife, should be able to come to you, okay? And timing is important. We know that tone is important as well. But to be able to come and to say, so not yeah, right before you go to bed or exactly, right before you or not be after he walks in the door or, after, you yeah, know, right. a, a long day of work or after she's been dealing with the kids or whatever. But that there should be this safe talk, you know, space. And we'll talk about that on a different episode. But one of the things that we have implemented into our marriage that's been pretty amazing is just to be able to share the story in our head, right? Yeah. Because a lot of times, like you just said, like we think we know what the other person is thinking or we're assuming, which can create all kinds of Don't problems, anything, right? Ever. Because many times we naturally assume the worst case scenario, right? Versus being able to just say to the other person, hey, can I just share with you what's on my heart, what's on my mind in a safe place? And, uh, and that's been huge for us. That's been the... That's been the thing I think that has just opened me up to be vulnerable to you and just to completely let go of everything mm. that I've been holding on to. I mean, and completely like I bear a lot of that um, responsibility in our physical intimacy in the bedroom because of my own pride, you know, and holding on to stuff for too long. But also, and I think, and one of those things is holding on to all the stuff that I should have just laid out way before you get to that bitterness point. Do you know what I mean? Where you're just like, ah, you know, like, so just don't. And I think that's the beautiful thing about 
being coaches and being mentoring is we can fast track you. Mm. You know, I tell people this all the time, like, like TJ and Morgan, I'm 20 years older than them. Okay. And they're about year four in a marriage and you know, his little brother. And it's like, look, you don't have to go through some of the stuff that we've gone through. Like, this is a beautiful thing about having mentors and understanding the importance of having mentors. And like we, what's, what happened for us here recently is we didn't have mentors there for a little while. Yeah. And we're like, okay, what's, what's missing here? Well, we don't have accountability and mentors, you know, yeah. like in that particular area, that maybe area. we've had them in business yes. or we've had them in different but things. As but as an accountability couple that we actually are either at, like they're above us. Yes. You know what I mean? Like it's hard. I say this all the time and, and people think I'm being boastful. Out of humility. Maybe. Out of humility because um, just me personally, talk to me about me personally is I have to do the extra reps. So I intentionally make myself be really, really have wisdom and knowledge and just be grow myself daily. And so it's hard for us to find people who are ahead of us because I'm trying to every day reconcile, be better, 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 better. Right. Yes. So, but we did. Yes. And, and it's really, um, we made an, an, investment, an investment, you know, yeah. without going too crazy. Cause I want to stay on topic yeah. cause we could really make this a long one, but you know, we, we, the best investment you'll ever make is in yourself. And, you know, when I look at people who uh, I, I find men, especially entrepreneurs who, you know, they go out and they can be so focused on the business, on earning income. And I say this in my book that, you know, uh, making a bunch of money and in the process ending up divorced and your kids don't know who you are is not success. <laughs> That is the ultimate failure, in my opinion. And it's so when we can have the right alignment, priorities, if you will, of God, family, then business, I I think things line up. And so, so many times, you know, when the marriage isn't right, when there's not sex, you know, when there's not certain things in the marriage, nothing else really matters. When we're not in alignment and we're not gelling, it really doesn't matter what's happening in your ministry or my businesses or how much money we got or that you got this type of vehicle you drive or we live in this kind of house or we went on this vacation. Like, it just doesn't matter. Life really sucks when your marriage isn't on point. I think that's why we have such a passion to mm-hmm. to share with people and to fast track people because of that. And so, one of those fast track things I can help people with, too, is like you or you're not God. Um, you're not responsible for changing him. You can't change him. You can only change yourself. Like you are in God's way, like get out of his way and just go and worry about yourself, grow yourself and pray for your husband. And that's one of those things that I also know people don't know what they don't know in my almost 20 years now walking with Jesus. Like, uh, (laughs) it's not a known thing to pray for your spouse, you know? Like, or they just quit praying because of whatever. I just heard that recently too. Well, I just kind of have quit praying. I'm like, well, Jesus says with shameless audacity that we, that we keep doing it. Yeah. Yeah. There consistency. Like I said early or anything worth doing, you know, is worth doing consistently. Right. You know, so why do we work out every single day? You know, somebody asked me that the other day. I don't understand. You work out every day. I'm like every day. Yeah. Why? Because. I want to take care of my body, right? You know, spend time with Jesus every single morning, every single morning. It's why I journal and and 
you know, for the last 12 or 13 years. So we started, so I had mentioned to you one day, let's, let's talk about okay. this sex challenge, if you will, for okay. you couples out there. As I said to you, I said, well, babe, as we're setting these boundaries, as we're talking about how we can go next level, I said, well, we work out every day. We spend time with Jesus every day. We brush our teeth every day. We eat, you know, we do all these things. You know, why don't we just have sex every day? Like, why don't we just flip our mindset? And instead of, I don't care that this person has sex once a week, once a month, what everybody else's, you know, the way they do it. I, I care about our marriage. I care about what are the things that we need to set in our marriage that are going to help us be our, our very best. And I said, why don't we just have sex every day? And, you know, if occasionally just one night you're just like, hey, I just I really don't feel it, you know, then I'll be respectful of that. And I'll say, hey, no problem. We'll, we'll take the night off. Right. Just like every once in a while, you you might need a day off from working out, right? You know, you might need to whatever. And so we said, all right, let's do it. And that was it a was game twice changer. Twice a day there. That for was a that, that was a that was a game changer. <laughs> and let's be real. Uh a lot of you men out there, maybe in our younger days, we we might want to brag a little bit, but do you really need a half an hour or an hour? No. Um, but they're pretty, you, they're about, they're, they're okay. at least. But, but listen, but my point <laughs> is, is that in 10 minutes of sneaking away, 15 mm-hmm. minutes, you, you would have the ability to be intimate, you know, with each other and to be able to make this a part of your marriage that will be so beneficial for both. I mean, there's so many, just go look up, you know, the benefits of sex um, when it comes to oxytocin, when it comes to dopamine release, when it comes to all the things that are happening in the human body, when sex is happening and, and, you know, and and all those different things. It's good for you. It's, it's healthy for you. We actually got a hotel room last weekend because that was our first, uh, when we decided to have sex and it ended up being like twice a day. Cause you know, our kids are home or like our parents are up in the bedroom again. Like, so <laughs> yeah, and, we and, just got a hotel room and it was amazing. And and it was a, a place that we had wanted to stay at, or I'd want to stay at, you know, for years yeah. on the river bank of Cincinnati at the Radisson and eat dinner at the, the restaurant 18th spins around floor. And cool. so, you know, every once in a while, men, you know, you don't have to do it all the time, but you know, get away, take a trip away, it go to awesome. a place. You know, one of the things that we prioritize a lot in our marriage is generally every 90 days we go somewhere, right? At the end of the year, we do a marriage retreat for each other for two or three days so that we can plan out our next year's goals and things of that nature. So so I want to keep this episode not too crazy. Are we going to talk boundaries? Um, so, you know, let's, let's talk about boundaries and tie it together. Okay. You know, what's one way that a husband and wife that are listening to this, or maybe it's, you know, husband's listen or wife, and you want to share this episode with your spouse. But what's one way that, uh, what's one of the boundaries that you would say that we've kind of implemented or talked about that's been a game changer for us? And then I will just recommend getting the book, Boundaries Boundaries in Marriage, you know what I mean? Um, Because it is a game changer that you have to be willing to grow, friends, and to invest you know, whether that's buying a book and reading mm-hmm. it together, that's going to a marriage retreat, that's investing in a coach. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I, I can't think of anything other than your marriage. I mean, you invest in your body, you invest in a 401k, you invest in whatever. But oh, my gosh, when I see people that end up 
position of divorce and all yeah. these this money is spent and it's the it's the death of a family yeah. of a community you need it people to walk with doesn't you have to be that way and fast track you yeah so i just think about well but first of all boundaries are god's idea if you think about i mean he created boundaries in the beginning there's a distinct boundary between land and water there's a distinct distinct boundary between you know the atmospheres whatever and so um, as far as boundary goes, so boundaries are things that we have set for ourselves, right? And so we have boundary lines around our property. Like this is clearly my boundary line. That's clearly their boundary line. And you do have gates though, that people that you can let in and out. And so for, for me personally, a boundary that I set was um, the just some negative talk, like negative talk, like, you know, friends, we have to teach people how to treat us. Right. Um, especially if you have had a major transformation in, in the, the people in your life, they just never reconciled you. And so you have to really create boundaries there and teach them how to treat you. So for me, the boundary was more of things that I wasn't going to allow anymore. And that was just lack of us both growing, like leveling up in our personal everything, you know. The big, the biggest thing was our marriage and prioritizing that back, um, yes. and just how because just, we were always growing. Yeah. But it, you know, when you're running multiple businesses and kids and yeah. finances and ministry and all these things, the enemy's sly, friends. And if you're married, it it can very easily your your eye can be taken off the ball, and you can be focused on so many different things, spinning so many yeah. plates. But there's one plate that you never want to drop, in my opinion, and it's your marriage. It's your marriage. It's yeah. your marriage. You know what I mean? I mean, when when a marriage is destroyed, it literally destroys a village, your kids. It affects your relationships, dreams. your church, your dreams. There's yeah. so many different things where it really needs to become a focus. And I would say for us, it's just that was a boundary that was set was that, hey, we both realize we need to spend more time focused on each other, yeah. asking each other, how do and you feel love? it's been so amazing. The fruit just over the last almost three weeks now, the fruit uh, that's happening and, and where, are, you know, the energy in our home and where we're headed with businesses and programs and books and, and, you know, just us working together again and being home together again. And yes. it's like, you know, I, if you asked me a couple months ago, I'd been like, hell to the no. <laughs> but now I'm so excited to be able to have that life back, that you home and me home, and we're building stuff from home, and we are together all the time, and yes. our kids see us together all the time. And it's just a, it's it's just an amazing thing. And I was telling him earlier, it's, it's we're an amazing team. I'm like the one that just like moves and, shoot ready and aim. I'm shoot ready aim and then he comes eventually and but I'm like you know if it, if we were the same like about 10 minutes before we recorded this I'm like well let's just go get this handled right now so I was starting to like undress I was like no like, we got work to do I was like what <laughs> I said did I just turn you down what just <laughs> yes, happened yes I did anyways but I'm like I'm thankful that that's why we're an amazing team because if we were both alive we would get nothing done anyways so that's yeah. right so so i want to so i think you know let's just talk about that one boundary is to make a decision today friends especially in your in your marriage if you're 
listen to this and you're a married couple, or maybe you're you're gonna be married soon, or your desire is someday to be married, that trust me, this is something that you will be able to implement into your life, into your marriage, that will 100% be a game changer that I wish that we would have known years ago, right? You know, mm -hmm. And so make a decision today to talk about these things, to set a boundary saying that, look, a boundary that says that our marriage is going to be first and foremost, before our jobs, before the kids, what are the things that we need to do to take our marriage to the next level? How do you feel loved? Answer that one question. We'll just leave you with that today. You know, ask your spouse the question, how do they feel loved? Like one thing Rachel and I will say is, is, you know, hey, I feel loved when you fill in the blank, right? You know, I said this to you last night. Hey, when you prepare a salad for me, before dinner, I feel loved. Just something so small like that. I feel loved when you give me that word of encouragement mm -hmm. before I head out and the I door just, for a meeting. Before we end this, I just want to leave this with you is um, the perfect marriage in God's eyes is two servant spouses. And so I talked earlier about where your focus was. And then like when you, and I'm just in that place in my life right now, in the Matthew 6, 33 says, seek first the kingdom and his righteousness and all these things will be added to you. And what that means is I just have to yield my life to my assignment. I'm dying every single day. I'm laying down my life and I serve every single person I come in contact. That's what seek first the kingdom means. And then all these things will be added. And it starts in my own home. And so, yeah, I can see like I'm actually better now. But when I walk around the house and I'm picking up things that for the 50th time a day and I, you know, and, and I could go in that space, but I, I'm like, no, what a blessing that I still have this to do and to be a servant and not complain about it. But actually now I'm actually like, cause that's just who I am. I want to glorify the Lord. So I want to do it as unto him. So now I just do it, even move in the car every single morning so that I can leave. That's right, because our son parks behind her. He parks behind yeah. me, and I stop parking, parking behind me so that I can leave. I don't have to get out and move your car and then get back in my car. But That's what happens when you have kids who are teenagers with cars uh, but and my point too many is, cars. Is you have to, I, I don't do it perfect all the time, but I do know better. And that's different when you know better because I'm like, okay, all these things I'm going to learn to put to practice. I'm like, you know what? Let's reframe that. Mm -hmm. I, what a blessing it is. I love that. That I get to do this. So here's your challenge, friends. Set the boundary of putting your marriage first. All right? Put, putting each other first. No. <laughs> Come Put, on. Putting, she wants me to show our this dog, Maverick. He's making his first episode. He's Appearance. For those of you who aren't He's on YouTube, lion. check it out. He's an eight-pound Yorkie poo <laughs> He's a lion. with a lion suit Shh, on. Tell him. So anyhow, friends, listen. Set a boundary today. Set the boundary to put each other first in your marriage to begin to start having open talk, safe talk, and yes, have more sex. Have more sex. Have more sex. And listen, you know, shoot us a message on this episode, friends. We're here. You know, you can find us both on Facebook or Instagram at, you know, Rachel Tucker or Kurt Tucker. Um, and we would love, you know, to share with you more on what we have coming up this next month. Stay tuned for that in June, where we're going to be talking about the champion wife. 
which is going to be pretty awesome. And some of the stuff that we're launching in our marriage so uh, thing. So it's going to be pretty cool. So stay tuned for that. But hey, guys, thank you so much for tuning in with us on this episode. And uh, we look forward to seeing you back on the next one. And until then, keep moving forward towards creating that champion life that God has for you, a life of abundance, freedom, and victory in every area. And we'll talk to you guys soon. God bless. See ya. Thank you so much for listening to the Champion Life Podcast. I hope that you learned a thing or two that can help you create the champion life that you desire and that God has for you. Now, before you go, I have one ask. If this episode resonated with you in any way, I want to hear about it. Please shoot me a personal message on Facebook at Kurt Tucker or Instagram at Kurt D. Tucker. Stay tuned for the next episode, my friend. And as always, keep growing and keep going.